Cinema Buns. I'm Ritter. I'm Mike. Huh? Oh. <laughs> it yeah, is that's I. Good. That's in the script. The now. great... What was, what was Andrew Garfield's character name? Um, Jake? John? Jazz? Jonathan Laster? Like, fucking goddamn... <laughs> What are we doing today, guys? Oh, uh, we're uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, rate TikTok. <laughs> I hate you, Jonathan Larson. Uh, today we're talking about TikTok Boom, the Andrew Garfield movie. Wait, isn't it Tick Tick Boom? Tick Tick Boom. I got him. Fuck you. Yes. Tick Tick Boom released on Netflix, starring Andrew Garfield, and it follows the. Uh, it's based on the autobiographical play written by Jonathan Larson, who, as those who might not know and a bunch of theater kids who do know, he's the one that wrote Rent. And um, he, this is about his life writing his first play and the troubles with that and going on from there. So... Uh, Initial thoughts. This is, uh, it's a pretty unique narrative device because the the movie is um, Andrew Garfield recounting his life in a possibly not real performance. Um, No, it's a real performance. It's based on the actual play. I mean, so like, the parts where he's telling his story of his life... That's where the movie is taking place, and they get actors and stuff to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but it's played in kind of like a, a like it's a, it's the like the entire movie is a flashback, um, and the flashback uh, is interspersed with the present day where he's actually just performing, um, and describing things in his life. But it's kind of played as like some sort of dream, heavenly uh, like musical performance. <laughs> Um, because like you don't see the audience, it's just like kind of him um, and some of the artists that's around him uh, playing the music and singing the songs. <clears throat> yeah. Every once in a while, I mean, you hear the audience reaction of like laughter and like cheers and whatever because um, some of the jokes are funny. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was an autobiography until like near the end of the movie. I honestly thought it was. Um, this is all ex- expansive world building. Yeah. First of all, they created a fictional uh, character name, um, Jonathan Andrew Garfield. Uh, <laughs> uh, they Jonathan. They all they invented a character named Jonathan Larson. And oh they yeah. Invented. Uh, uh, Steven Sondheim. Uh, a fantasy, well, uh, a fantasy genre called musicals. So yeah. to be fair, fantasy. it's all fake. To be fair, I was asleep. For the beginning, like, ten minutes of this movie? You were only asleep for, like, the first 30 seconds. Oh, I was asleep for the only first 30 seconds. The thing is... You don't I know did... if he's, like, conscious for it, though. Mm. The thing uh, I woke up to the first musical number. Which was the which, very beginning. Yeah, which is akin to a sleeping dog and you putting bacon in front of your nose. Because <laughs> Mike... Yeah, if you guys... I don't know if you guys know if I've explained this before. Mike fucking loves his musicals. I love musicals. <laughs> 
And the thing is, I knew nothing about this movie going in because I was asleep while they were discussing what to watch next. So I wake up to this movie thinking it's just a musical. Just a musical. Like, I didn't know it was an autobiography. I did. I thought it was all made-up characters about a dude just do, doing a, you know, I guess a, thing. a fictional autobiography. <clears throat> I thought it was... I didn't realize... He thought it was, like, six layers deep when it was only, like, one and a half. Uh, yeah. I literally just read uh, an article. Well, actually, just the headline. I don't read articles. Um, <laughs> on IMDb, where it's like, is... Tick, tick, boom, the inception of musicals. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it until the very end when they started. Uh, I don't know. I don't, like, I guess I guess we can explain. It, it, it talks about the actual person and, like, what he did, basically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is actually an autobiography. And then Ritter's over there looking at me like, yes, I told you the very beginning. I was like, yeah, but I thought it was a fictional autobiography. Like, this is a dude. <laughs> I thought it was a dude. Uh, He's a dude playing another dude. Now, yeah. now, one thing to note, though, is that if you go into this movie not aware of that this is supposed to be an autobiography, certain parts, certain scenes in the movie are going to feel different and feel a little cheesy. Oh, you know it. Because... <laughs> There's a there's a certain sense of suspension of disbelief whenever you walk into a musical because no one just yeah. kind of breaks out in song, um, and no one ever like just kind of uh, sings their problems away. Um, so yeah, I mean like you go into it uh, expecting like not to be incre- uh, like uh, just like completely grounded and everything. Yeah. Um, but I, I would kind of, like, d- disagree. I don't think you... It, it definitely helps to know about, um, uh, like, the backstory about the real person. You do not need to know anything about Rent. Rent is an afterthought. It's like... Yeah. Uh, it's like... It's mentioned once at the end of the movie. It's like Ip Man. The Ip Man movies. They're like, hey, you guys know Bruce Lee? This is the guy that taught Bruce Lee. This is why he became super famous, but we're not talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like... No, it's about... It's about it's about Ip Man and the Grandmaster and how he saved China or something, yeah. um, and this mm-hmm. is about the person, John Lauderdale, John Jonathan Larson, Law, Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, am I having so much trouble remembering that? Larson, Jonathan Andrew Larson, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> Andrew Larson. <laughs> Number 15. Uh, <laughs> Burger King foot lettuce. Burger King musical um, lettuce. No, I thought, I thought the movie was good. I mean, so the way the movie came off is that, like, Jonathan Larson was just a super passionate playwright mm-hmm. who was embroiled in his craft, and he was all about the fantasy of life, the fantasy of, like, the the stage and whatnot, yeah. and he, I think Andrew Garfield did a good job playing him because he played a a very talented human and being. flawed person. Yeah, he he was someone that was so passionate, but he felt I I think he felt trapped by the like responsibilities of yeah. life and society, and how like his dream world is that like. He, he can do whatever he wants but he's so tr- but he feels trapped by his own fear and society's like like expectations 
that he's just like, I, I want to do it, but I don't know. I, I do, but what if it doesn't work? It's, well, no, it's and also He's such that a big he, perfectionist, so he doesn't want to do anything. <clears throat> half he's not, Yeah, he does. He's, he's like, this will be everything. This will be perfect no matter what. I want to be 100% happy with this before I let it out, and I will push the line. Mm-hmm. There's a it, he falls into like that creative's trap in that um, they dedicate uh, what seems to be their entire life on this one product, their, their first movie, their first play, uh, their first song, um, and uh, like in the movie he spends like five years uh, after college just working on uh, his mag uh, what he thought to be his like magnum opus like writing rewriting, writing yeah rewriting. and like uh, it's like writing all these songs and the ideas are crazy and he always has to explain what's going on and no one gets him except for like Steven Sondheim um and uh it's the same thing for a lot of um artists and creatives uh they have that kind of like naivete that um they are going to work forever on this one project, and that pro- that project is going to define um, who they are who, and, uh, and like the the rest of their career. And they don't have it to do anything else. And uh, the the character is faced with like the reality. Um, I mean, like spoiler, Superbia um, is like critically acclaimed, uh, probably but d- never due made. to the giant cock of Steven Sondheim. <laughs> um, and like his agent tells him, like, all right. We're all looking forward to your next one. And he's like, what do you mean? We're not going to be able to make this a play. Because in reality, the first Superbia is based on uh, Jason Orwell's 1984. Or 1989? 84. 84. And, like, they did not get permission from from the estate to, like, make it. So... Yeah, the what agent. are you talking about? It's an original product, original idea. Yeah. Um, it has aliens and uh, takes Robots. place in the future. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, um, I always like tell people, although I don't actually interact with a lot of like directors and artists, but like, uh, I'm of the belief, and I hear it a lot actually, that like, just make your first thing, make your first short film, make your first feature movie expecting that it's gonna suck yeah just get it out there like get just like get it out so that you can get the process learned you know how to do everything correctly and like this is true for like me whenever i like um do any like a medium of art whether that be like crafting uh or like sculpting painting building something deck building yeah the, the first time uh is like usually like oh not the best there are like mistakes and then the second one, I'm actually happy with. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I wish I did this to the, the first one. Um, like, specifically, I remember um, when I was, like, in high school, I was, uh, we were, uh, me and my uh, friend were building, like, dead mouse helmets. Rad. Yeah, That's very legit. rad. Uh, we finished his first. And then, like, my brain uh, computized all the mistakes and mine turned out perfect. <laughs> it's so unfair. <laughs> like uh, I, I was smart. I was like uh, more careful with because it's like uh, it was like paper mache. Uh, like the idea was that oh, you take. I see. He didn't need to be careful with his friends. So he's like, <laughs> no, yeah, the real. I, the I real. Them over. Uh, yeah, no, no. yeah. So it's like um, so you take like a beach ball um, and then you paper mache uh, like get uh, wet 
glue and paper um, and stack them all together. To so, so you build a shell um, around the beach ball, and then you deflate the beach ball, and then uh, now you have like a hollow uh, paper ball that you could carve whatever you want into it. Uh, the the first one we made, there was like no structural integrity. The material we used on the outside, because we wanted uh, him to be classic red, yeah. mouse, and so for that we used like a red shirt. Like, and just cut it into pieces because we just needed the fabric. Yeah. Um, and also, I think we also, like, diluted the glue too much, diluted the paste too much so oh. that there wasn't, like, much strength um, in the paper itself. And, and I mean, we, we loved it, and he loved it, um, but eventually, like, showed his age and it was just, like, sag, and it's just, like, a squished ball. <laughs> Meanwhile, I paid attention, and, like, uh, since it's now the second draft and it's working on mine... Um, it's working on my nose I'm, I'm working on mine now. Um, I like uh, tightened up the recipe for the paste. Uh, like I did more layers of paper, <laughs> um, and it got like uh, and had like gold foil because I did a gold. Oh shit! It fucking looked baller. <laughs> it's uh, the shirt is heavier than the gold foil that I used, and so it it kept the shape. And, like, it stayed round for, like, forever. I think we were, like, dead mouse for two years in a row. But, yeah, no, I kept that thing in my closet forever. I was about to say, Kevin wore that every day to school <laughs> for the next four years. Um, and I don't remember if we used the same, like, materials for the eyes, but, like, I think uh, it, uh, this might have been wrong, but, like, I think I, we used something for the eyes on his helmet. And then for mine, I was, like, I found some uh, a styrofoam ball that you just cut in half. And then it just works perfectly. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Like, you just get, like, you just learn from your mistakes. And also, uh, there's more time for you to find uh, new inspiration. And skinny pigs. Yeah, exactly. And fine-tune those, uh, the, that, that uh, inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's dive into the movie a little bit more. And, like, we'll, let, let's start with gripes. Like, what, what were some downsides or negatives you guys had uh, out of the movie? Well, I don't, I don't know if I could say I have downsides, because I, I just going to just tell everyone now, I guess, I have a huge bias towards musicals, okay? Like, I love Cats. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Cats. You, you that. saw the unironically original, liked you Cats. You saw Cats I know it was a dumpster before, fire. Before the, the, the patch. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it before the patch and still enjoyed it. And where the, if you guys didn't know, like, they patched Cats to have better visual graphics. Yeah, I saw it before that. Wedding rings and stuff. And yeah, and I still enjoyed it. And I was, <laughs> and the thing is, I know it was hot garbage. Mm. We're not talking about that. I just enjoyed it. So, like, for me, musicals, I'm pretty biased towards them, so I will enjoy the heck out of them. And my critical baby brain, because I, I'm just barely good understanding how to criticize movies finally. I'm starting to see enough <laughs> to where I'm finally building <laughs> that. He's uh, building the foundation. I'm building a foundation finally. It used to be movie good. And then I moved on. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm starting to actually see consistencies with issues. And now that we're finally learning about more detail, I'm finally learning about more detailed little things yeah, for like the, back <laughs> the, ba the background of like, you know, how things are put together and all that. But even still, 
uh, it's like I'm blind when it comes to like musicals, and that's the only because I'm really listening to those music no- musical numbers, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. So, so you really don't have anything that you could say might have been better. The thing, or... the thing uh, is, well, though, Mike, you don't need to know the directors and the actors and how the film yeah. was made and the history about it. You listen to your heart, and that's the thing. My heart is singing out like a, <laughs> like a mad lad, and it's like I don't have any cries, but I, it's mostly because I was blinded with the musicals. And I was jamming out. <laughs> All right, fine. So I'll, I, I'll, I can't really. I don't really have anything because I didn't really notice it too much. I guess wait, there you're might be one to thing. Excuse a bunch of things. I'm willing to excuse a bunch of things because it also didn't help that I was going in watching a what I thought was a fictional musical <laughs> within a musical so that probably didn't help it's a, it is a musical in a musical <laughs> but um I guess the only thing would be um I wasn't much of a fan of the uh cafe or the diner scenes really really like uh it, it just that one was probably because one of the diner scenes, I swear, had like the biggest production budget for like a split second. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until it, I mean, yeah, until when it, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until it didn't, and I think that was probably was like, eh, all right. But like, other than that, like acting, I thought was fine. Um, the musical numbers were obviously amazing. I enjoyed them. Um, yeah, like. My, my, I'm just blinded to the music, man. Fine, Mike. Fine. Just say it. I'll bring the mood down. Let's okay, go. Okay, going in. So, uh, one thing that did bug me throughout the movie was, uh, they do it well. So, they filmed it in a way to consistently give it a 90s film aesthetic and feel to it. So, um. certain colors were oversaturated. Some, uh, gamma, like... Um, exposure levels were uh, exaggerated or um, or toned down a little bit to kind of match that feel and lens flares and shit but a problem I had is because they were doing that I swear to god I felt like something was wrong with my vision at one point <laughs> like I was rubbing my eyes like god am I that tired am I going blind do I need to see, see? an optometrist I was blind to the music yeah. man I was blind I so, didn't notice <laughs> that's that's one thing that bugged me a little bit I mean I did get past it eventually that's not a consistent issue throughout the entire movie but there are certain scenes in particular like when he was doing the uh, workshop Mm-hmm. whenever they were in that room working on it or when he was at his friend's apartment during it was specifically during daytime that I noticed it was like to, to be fair I'm also colorblind so I probably really didn't notice it um another thing that bugged me a little bit was that the so we talked about how the musical is told as if it's just a stage play musical which is what it's based on however Although this is a very interesting way to convey a story and was a good framing device for a musical to kind of explain why there are musical numbers instead of just people randomly singing, um, I felt like in some scenes the musical numbers actually kind of undercut the emotional, uh, the emotions of the scene. Like there's one scene in particular between his girlfriend Susan and him in his apartment where it's a very emotional scene and they're going through very real emotions 
But it's undercut by this like comedic song about the modern about the, the the modern relationship. Yeah, about the modern relationship. So it's like, okay, you're this is a really good scene being acted pretty well by Andrew Garfield and <laughs> I thought the girl was okay. I thought but Vanessa Hudgens like was really good. Vanessa Hudgens was good. I'm talking about Susan though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, no, but like in that scene because she's singing. <laughs> yes, but I mean the like comedic happy esque song just undercut that whole scene's hmm. emotional like pull. So it didn't. It I felt like they weren't taking it as seriously as it should have been. But later on, there is a more emotional, self-reflective uh, bit where they do allow the song to actually add to the emotion, which works. Uh, generally in musicals, um, you give a song to scenes uh, where something is, like there's an emotion that needs to be uh, portrayed, or if it's like a character just describing themselves. Um, and so, like, it it, it could have been that, um, that like, um, John and Susan's argument um, rightfully should be a song. And, like, you feel it shouldn't be, like, uh, done as, like, a comedy and a satire of, like, the modern relationship. I still don't have, like, kind of a strong opinion either way. I It's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Um, because it is, like, just... Uh, it, it takes place in the future um, as... John kind of talks about how this is how like a lot of modern relationships are um and it like let me show you how it's just like a pattern that repeats itself isn't that funny it's like a kind of like a dark comedic take on how the same unhappy cycle happens to I guess a lot of like a lot of like relationships. Yeah, like some of the lyrics are like, "I'm not mad that you are mad. I'm just mad that you're mad because I didn't notice, or that I made you mad." Yeah, like it's all about like it's not exactly your emotions I'm mad at or that I'm upset with. I'm upset that I allowed these emotions to happen because I wasn't paying attention enough. Mm. But um, I mean that kind of centers on my gripes. I mean, Kevin, do you have any that you think the movie could have done better before we start going to what we loved about the movie? I mean, like, there's, uh, it's, it was shot during the pandemic, so I don't, like, um, I, I don't want to, like, bring down a lot of, like, technical aspects of it, like, mm-hmm. too much. There are a lot of, uh, like, logistical hurdles, like, the entire production had to go through. Yeah. I mean, I, like, there, the, the, the visual effects aren't the greatest, um, there are, I bet, a lot, I wish a lot of, uh, outdoor scenes and just, like, scenes I bet they wanted to do, but mm-hmm. just had to film it in, like, in front of a green screen. Um, it's just kind of funny that, like, a lot of the sets, a lot of the settings of every scene is, um, on the rooftop where it's very obvious, like, the entire skyline is, like, just a blue screen, or it's indoors in the same apartment, indoors in uh, an office. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> very, like, just simple scenes. And I bet it was just because of uh, the pandemic, but it, it could also be just, like, they didn't want to do anything, like, beyond that. I mean, for me, I think the blue screen kind of added 
for me at least. Like, like, yeah, when they were on the rooftop, Uh I actually liked the blue screen there because obviously, like, it gave me that 90s feel of, like, that, like, background night city thing, you know? It just reminded you of Friends. Yeah, but that's, (laughs) that's the thing, though. Like, I liked it for that reason. Like, it worked for me. Like, I, it was, mm-hmm. like, a cheesy 90s-esque, like, you know, like, feel nightlife thing maybe in the background. We, maybe we just admire different eras of the musical. Because yeah. you say that you like that, whereas I think of La La Land and how the environment takes place outside. Mm-hmm. Um, the picture is, like, beautiful in the background. They fucking shut down in LA traffic to film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the sunlight's real, everyone's really tired and everyone's really dancing. Um but I, I loved La La Land too though. Like that was one I also really enjoyed and yeah, the, the I loved like, the wait oh, like what a wonderful night. Like the choreography uh, like was really good. Especially also like the you know the ending um like dance sequence where yeah. it's just going through like a quick summary of the entire movie yeah right um the the backgrounds were like fantastic uh, yeah. a lot of it being practical a lot mm-hmm. of it being practical um but like you know creatively using cgi and like green screens to mm-hmm. expand what's already there right but i mean like with tick tick boom i i, th- I thought it was i thought shooting inside and stuff worked well because like Again, I felt like a lot of these um, interior shots kind of helped exemplify his situation and, like, the way he was feeling. Mm Because, I mean, there's literally a song about how shitty his living situation (laughs) is and how just shitty living in New York is in general. (laughs) And the famous one line, like, of course I'm unhappy. I live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's unhappy. No one's happy here. Um, and I, I, like, except for that one scene I talked about, I felt like in every other part of the movie, the songs definitely elevated the emotional aspect of in almost any scene they were in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song, I, I, none of the songs felt superfluous. They felt, like, intended. They felt right. Mm-hmm. They weren't just, like, shoehorned into any random part of the movie. It, it felt... R- Whenever a song came on, it felt like it was the right time for a song to start. Because there have been some musicals and stuff, or just movies with song numbers in it, that I've seen where it's like... It doesn't feel like that's the natural progression of the movie. It's just they go, oh, we should probably put a song here. Let's put one in. Right. Um, there is kind of a formula to it, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of which, how you said, like, everything was, like, kind of, like, indoors and, you know, enclosed, yeah. you know? I liked, I liked it for that because it felt like I was watching a, the musical within the musical and, like, everything was almost felt stage-like. Yeah. And, <gasps> that's, and so, for me, that's what I took for took away from it, so that's why I liked it a lot. Mike is shoving a red pill down my throat. That, that was Mike's big brain play. Well, good job. Good job. I'm proud of you, Mike. I'm proud. My opinions turned around. Oh, man. Turned around, turned around 360. Wait, which seriously? Means, which means I've gone back to my same opinion. The sets suck. <laughs> Um, and the songs were great. I mean, not they woke me up. So the, the, the funny, know. the the, I don't remember what the first number was. Um, Wasn't it? Uh, the first oh, one was turning thirty. 
Thirty ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty ninety. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I love that song. That one was um, awesome. Uh, I also like. Uh, did you guys have an opinion on like the? the it was like a, a party song about Michael. Bo, moving bo, 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 yeah, Bohemia. I love that song. Okay, so that's the trailer song. Um, yeah, I like it. So it was the only one that like stuck in my head, and and it's the it's the only one that just kind of comes out. But like the, the the music is very not catchy. It's just very uh, detailed mm. instead. Cause it, I, I yeah. don't feel like any of them like kind of just stick in my uh, head. Thirty ninety was pretty catchy. Yeah, thirty ninety. Thirty ninety was pretty catchy. <laughs> <laughs> and I resent the fact that there's anything wrong with turning thirty. Just <laughs> a thirty year old. I am not thirty. Stop it, please. <laughs> I am a young, under thirty. I'm a late, late, late twenty year old. Like, like I'm in my late, 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 late twenties. Like, so late that I'm not even 30. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, I, I felt like the characters in the movie, at least the main ones, were fleshed out enough in the most part to where you actually felt like they were people. Mm-hmm. Granted, so, so Susan was developed slightly... But she was kind of more of just a catalyst for uh, Jonathan Larson's, like, development. But his friend, I think, got the most development. <laughs> Michael? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not this Michael. The, the other Michael. The my other Michael, yeah. yeah. And I felt like he got the most development because he had the most interaction with Larson, like, because he was... They, jo- were, uh, they were best friends since, like, middle... Uh, and roommates and everything yeah. like that, so... Yeah. But, like, over time, Larson... I... Here's my interpretation. I think he became jealous of his friend's success, but was also disappointed that that success didn't come from their shared dream, mm-hmm. but came from something that he saw as, like, dirty and, like, doesn't give value to society. Advertising. Because there's a scene where he goes into a focus group, and, like, <laughs> this is when it really, like, shows that this is a person telling a story of their own life. Because, like... He is the super mega genius. Everyone's super impressed with him and stuff. But everyone else is just giving dumb ideas and just, just non sequitur like one line. Very corporate, like yeah. yes man, like answers. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's the visionary and stuff. So I, at first, I'm like this. I don't. The, it seems kind of arrogant to play off his intelligence that much. But at the same time, I'm like, well. This is someone telling their own life story, so yeah, they're gonna embellish it to make themselves yeah. look better. So yeah, I, mean, I, like, I Susan think... at the beginning actually says that this is uh, uh, everything here is true except for the parts that John. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's how it told you at the very beginning. So I think that was kind of a good. Way I don't to think kind of... he actually knocked down the diner front uh, section of the diner. Hey, you, he could have been strong. Ah shit! You don't know that. <laughs> hey, that was a bougie diner, all right. It was uh, if if you're having a Sunday brunch rush, the only way to uh, get through it is to force everyone to perform. <laughs> Sing and dance, or you're not getting your food. <laughs> um. Sing and dance, or get out. Yeah, I thought the choreography was good. I mean, fairly simple, but mm-hmm. it worked well with the space they were in. Y- yeah. y- you know what? There was one gripe. Oh, it was Mike has a gripe. Oh, I, shit. Just, I just remembered. It's not even really a gripe. It was just funny but dumb. Was him rapping? 
Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was doing a. Uh, it was a small little rap. There, there's like a weird, like just video ad for, about the 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 street that they were on. Yeah. Or and then like it was, there was, it was a, about the streets. Yeah, there was a street rapper that um started uh spitting some bars and uh doing a little ditty. And then it just smash cuts to Andrew Garfield saying the oh, same yeah, lyrics. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and just, because, like, so, he's, he's recounting it to the audience. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's, uh, it's like, played up for laughs, and it's yeah. very funny. Good fun all around. Yeah. An awkward white boy rapping. Yeah. <laughs> the best rapping. Mm-hmm. High-tiered. And then it's funny, because then you see the same guy some then also applying for a musical... <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, what was what was he like? I think it was the same. He was, was applying like, for the yeah, character he rapped as. Uh, no, I think I, wasn't it that he was uh, trying to get into cats or something. No, he was trying yeah. to. Uh, he I was, was trying to get into cats. Was yeah. it cats? Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. I yeah, didn't, no, I didn't he was uh, play, play, trying to play Deuteronomy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the. It gr- granted, like as any any uh, comments on uh, Andrew Garfield singing because this is the first time he's ever like done anything. He had a fantastic. He voice, did a good job. And I was actually at first before I looked it up, I'm like, did he just like lip sync and they had someone else sing for him? And then I looked it up and nope, Lin Manuel Miranda hired a. Oh yeah, we never mentioned that. This is Lin Manuel's like directorial debut. Yeah, and. He he plays a uh, a cook at the diner <laughs> for a brief scene, but um, you know it. He no wait didn't he direct in the heights? No, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. No, it was just his play. Yes. I still need to see that okay. movie too. But it's not says it's bad, but in I still want to see it. You'll love it. I'm sure I'll love it. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna pop off for a second. <laughs> Here's the difference between a good and bad musical. <laughs> Here it goes. Okay? So a good musical uses songs to tell or elevate a story, but there is a coherent story that goes through. You have characters that are experiencing some form of hardship, but they are getting over it in their own way or are experiencing it and growing from it. There is a character arc. There is basic storytelling. In the Heights, it is just random people in New York singing. There's no plot. It's just people wanting to be rich. And then they're like, this is why I want to be rich. Okay. But what's the... Fuck off. No, fuck you. Why does it sound like such a first world problem coming from the white guy? (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) Fine. Whatever. Anyways. It comes from love. It comes from love. I'll go back to Tick, Tick, Boom, then you bitch. But no, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda Miranda actually hired a uh, speech therapist and a... Um, teacher to work with Andrew Garfield because Andrew Garfield took the job and apparently he's like I don't know if I can sing I just really wanted <laughs> this I just really wanted this role and Lin-Manuel was like we'll figure it out babe we'll figure it out and no he's got a good singing voice not what it like. no it's not <laughs> but he's got a good singing voice I felt You're like in darling <laughs> and I felt like he he's just Andrew Garfield is a good performer if you put him in the right role. Did you um, ever see anything about the movie that he was in? Um, was Silence? It? No. Uh, uh, Spider-Man. It was literally last year. Um, it's uh, mainstream. No. No. Okay, so uh, mainstream came out last year, uh, and it's him 
as a YouTuber, mm-hmm. kind of playing the same character because he's like, uh, these people are just um, getting on. Uh, these these influencers aren't real, and he's like a satirical like he's being an influencer ironically. <laughs> oh. Um, it's very uh, it's kind of like a hard watch. Um, but yeah, he's oh this looks bad. Yeah, uh, but he's. Uh, like a YouTuber vlogger does like stunts and whatever just to get like views um, he gets like a show gets famous I think uh, one of the Paul brothers are in it there's a bunch of just like Jake Paul is in yeah, it yeah Jake Paul's in it and which it. makes me laugh because it almost <laughs> looks like uh, Andrew Garfield is supposed to play a parody of there, one of there's the like, Pauls there's just like I don't know I don't know any of those YouTubers but they're I, I'm assuming that they're real YouTubers um, <laughs> Johnny Knoxville is in it <laughs> of course he is. Yeah, no, it's very funny. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically the same character um, who is like a little bit pretentious, uh, who wants to take down the system. You guys are all the phones and your screens are all poison, and you guys need to wake up, people. Don't. I'm uh, the answer. Don't worship these uh, internet false gods. Um, and he's like using his like platform to uh, to like do that and there's like a lot of like hypocrisy because uh do, the other youtubers are like aren't you doing the same thing and then there's a fight and whatever he's like no it's different and then uh his next film mm-hmm. eyes of tammy Faye, mm-hmm. where he plays an evangelist it oh my god neon genet <laughs> evangelion has ruined my has ruined my evangelist ways. i said I one comment us. about evangelion once in like earlier today and now it's been seeded into his brain by his uh, evangelist uh who was when third impact happened <laughs> who's talking about and the third all, impact and they all turned into fanta <laughs> and god said welcome to your instant project Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, and he's like playing kind of like the same character as wake up people, worship me, give me money, etc. Um, what was it? What was that? You're, you're talking tick, about tick, boom. Tick, tick, boom. Yeah, but why was it his talking? performance and how? Yeah, no, I said he's a good performer depending on the movie he's in. Yeah, I mean, like it was kind. Of, it just reminds me of like those the the two previous movies that he was in. Um, um, it's just like sense. he's kind of like this playing the same character. I think it's also good to kind of like branch out beyond Spider-Man because I think everyone just thinks of him as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I never thought of him as Spider-Man. I'd, Not that I, I'd, I don't like him. It's I'd just, like to... Yeah, no, I'm down to, like, cheer him he's on. He's just too cool to be Spider-Man. He can be... He can try... He, he's, like, under the trap that um, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Shailene Woodley are in. And I was in one movie. Now I have to be in the rest. Of I them. was in a young adult movie. Now I Now everyone thinks of me as Katniss Everdeen and... And that's all of they'll see me as. What's Shailene Woodley's character name? In no Divergent? one gives a fuck. I don't remember. <laughs> the Divergent movies are hot shit. Hey, the first one was kind of cool. No, it wasn't. It was. Bad. I don't remember. I like the well first it. Maze Runner, and then I never seen and Maze then Runner. it stopped being about Maze Running. Yes. Um. But yeah, no, I I applaud him. I uh, cheer him on. Support him. Yeah. And, uh, Woo! I look forward to <laughs> future. Things he might do, non Spider Man related. Yeah. Wink, wink. Because he's because he's very good in um, the Martin Scorsese uh, silence movie. Oh, that three hour movie. Yeah. That five hour movie. Yeah. 
very good though. That's his, a seventeen him, hour movie. Him and Adam Driver are just yeah 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 Adam Driver great. Yeah, Adam Driver could be in anything. Dude, he's so good. Who's Adam Driver? Uh, Kylo Ren. Who's Kylo? Oh Ren? yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Marriage. <laughs> that was a movie called Ren. Divorce. No, I I still watched Marriage the, Story. I yeah. still Marriage watched Story. episode eight of Star Wars. You don't need to. Really. I, I, w- I went from 7 to 9, and when 8 was out, I was fuck? super busy. <laughs> Whoa, what the... Uh, anyways, if you're a fan <laughs> of uh, Lin-Manuel and musicals in general, there's a lot of just kind of Easter eggs. Um, a lot of... Uh, well, uh, other Like, Vanessa Hudgens is in it, uh, plays a prominent character. She plays... She's played in Rent. She's played in, in The Heights. Um, High School Musical. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, other than that, um, Philippa Sue, who's well known in Hamilton, is in it, and I think she does like the same pose as she does in Hamilton. There's like just a bunch of like just of some of your favorite Broadway uh, actors and actresses, like kind of are here helping Lin Manuel Miranda out, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing like background characters and extras. Um, but I mean, let's be honest. If they've done anything in Broadway, like. Lin-Manuel just has to press the button and they say yes. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's like such an interesting aspect of just like the Broadway crew. Outside of high school, the the, the theater kids still exist. The theater, yes. the theater kid clique still exists. It never goes away. It, it, when you, after you, like you, you become a part of the theater kids uh, clique in high school and then when you grow up, you formally join the worldwide theater kid click <laughs> also known as the screen actors guild uh, <laughs> and then you uh give weird speeches at oscars and award parties yeah who are you referring to i don't know many celebrities mostly when fucking joaquin phoenix gave a really weird speech about milk and being vegan. But he's such a genius. Why does he have to be weird? <laughs> Why can't you be like really good in movies and then not be weird in real life? Wait, which Please. one's Joaquin Phoenix? I think I got the wrong Joker. I, yeah, I guess he's Joker. Uh, I, I think of him as like... I have to pick the most recent thing <laughs> and the most popular thing. Uh, he's the guy that jacked off himself in her. Yeah. The most appealing Scarlett Johansson has ever been. Whoa! <laughs> I feel fuck. I enjoy her voice in that movie, but not. No, Kevin, Kevin only likes two D. He doesn't need any three D. <laughs> it was better because it was like one D. <laughs> oh, okay. I know who you're talking about now. Sorry, I was thinking about the Joker from Suicide Squad. No, that's. But you're talking about the Joker movie. The one that won. Yeah, Oscar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm back the one on track. That, the one that a bunch of uh, piss babies were mad didn't win Best Picture. It was good, though. That one was awesome. Mm-hmm. That man carried that movie on his back. They're the reason why DC movies can continue to exist. Yeah. And I guess we can blame for the Snyder cut. <laughs> because he maintained the amount of interest in the DC property, everyone's like, Snyder cut. <laughs> Because God, God damn it, our promise there's a good version of this movie somewhere. Uh, but, um, yeah, final final thoughts or just general, like, last statements about Tick, Tick, Boom. I, I would recommend if you tolerate and are a fan of musicals in general, definitely give it a watch. I mean, if you've already got a Netflix subscription, it's not going to cost you anything besides time. It's worth a watch. 
the songs are good, the storytelling's good. It kind of gives you a different perspective on this playwright. Yeah, I would definitely recommend, um, unless musicals aren't your thing. But it's also just a really interesting story. Uh, and um, I just like stories in general. But, so, like, that helps. <laughs> Thank but, you, Mike. <laughs> Listen, uh, I like documentaries and biographies, all right? <laughs> You didn't even know if it was a biography. But what I did, when I did it, elevated it, all right? Like, <laughs> already let me just enjoy it. And biography, he's just like, oh, shit, dog. We're here. Yeah, we're in remember it. how big my mind was blown when I was like, oh, it's actually an autobiography. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're so mad. I'm not mad. I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> What about you, Kev? So Bradley Whitford, uh, like, played Stephen Sondheim in the movie, like, most of the time. Except for the one time where they couldn't get Bradley Whitford, and instead took the actual phone recording of Sondheim when he left his voicemail to... So uh, that's actually Stephen Sondheim's voice? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I I did forget about this part. There was one part I did like where um, Larson kind of gives his does like a short performance for some people to critique and yeah. like one of the guys is like it was just the songs were not poppy enough they didn't really do anything and Stephen sometimes like eh, you know your songs were actually very on point they were this the, he was like this is the most original thing I've ever heard that that's what I was trying to say but the, <laughs> but the thing is you need to work on this Actually, I thought that first song was the best one, and it really worked well. It was succinct. It elevated. He's like, yeah, to see, I was... A... And then it cuts to a different part where, like, Stephen Sondheim is talking to just him directly, not with, not with like, any other audience there. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, you should probably do a song for the girl in the second act. Elizabeth? Yeah. You should do a song for her because it's a turning point in the story. Mm. It's important, and I think giving her that voice would be uh, worthwhile. And then the guy is still somehow sitting there, <laughs> and it just turns to him, and he's like, you, you see? You said it just before I was about to, and it's just like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Richard Kind. Uh, he... I, I thought that was a bit... Yeah. That's, that bit was funny. He's a fun actor, because he, he's... I like him in Chef. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, and especially within work, like creative spaces, there are so many people like that, that like they give yeah. their opinion, but if someone else gives like a counter opinion, they're like, no, 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 I agree with you. But cause they can't, they, mm-hmm. they don't want to stand out from the crowd. They yeah. want to feel like they're right. I don't know. That part made me it, laugh. It, it's all about, uh, your star power at that point. You go with the guy with the most star power. Yeah. But then at the same time, in doing so, makes you just less creative. Yeah, it just makes... Yeah, so it's like, come on. Makes you a fucking chump! But, uh... Okay. Kevin, last thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts before I die? Yes. It would probably be something uh, around... Uh, Bury me with my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> <laughs> Bury me in an Egyptian tomb. And follow these instructions to resurrect me. I'll never die. Please leave a recording of Scarlett Johansson in my coffin saying, It's okay, babe. <laughs> Just whispering sweet nothing, telling me it's gonna be alright. And that I didn't do anything wrong. Come on, Kevin. What are oh, you. Oh, that was my final thoughts. Oh, that's that it. That was okay. a little final thoughts right there. Yeah, I'm gonna die now. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, there's Kevin. Oh, okay.
Bye. <laughs> but, uh, no, honestly, watch the movie. It's worth a watch. Although I don't agree with the headline of, is it the inception of musicals? It's still very good. Um, I gotta, I gotta give Netflix its due. It is really starting to dish out more and more gems now. <laughs> hey, I, I think it is. It's definitely, there's definitely a lot more coming, stuff coming out. I feel like this is more of a diamond in the rough situation. Because I think Netflix just kind of shotguns whatever it can at people. And eventually one of them will hit the bullseye. I feel like there's more than been one as of like this last year, though. You know? Like Army I, of the Dead? I mean I Army I of Thieves? No, Army of like, the Thieves is like, not a theater release. Like Arcana or Arcane, my bad. Uh there's Sure. Like, yeah. I guess their TV is pretty good. Yeah. Um I like how they added the Witcher stuff. The they finished off Castlevania. They um, we are talking about movies, though. I'm just saying Netflix in general. I, I, but yeah, t- uh, Tiger King Part Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that no one wanted and no one needed. But we got it. I haven't seen it, but I want to kind of. It's. But there's more information. Sure, but no. I mean, yeah. Overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Um, this uh is an interesting new relationship that Netflix is having with. Um, I guess just so that they could have more nominations um, in the Oscars. And I guess it's kind of like some sort of agreement that uh, Netflix is now doing a lot of... Um, simultaneous. Uh, not even simultaneous. They go out in theaters a week earlier. Mm. Yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom came out... Uh, yeah, because... Uh, and Red Notice yeah. came out like earlier. They have to, right, in order for them to be nominated? Yeah, because there's some rule that states it has to have a theatrical release for a certain amount of time in order to be considered. Right. Yeah. And uh, I so far, uh, of all, like, all of the theatrical release uh, Netflix movies, because there's a bunch of shit that Netflix will just make, um, <coughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's, I think, like, they know when there's something that actually was made with effort that they'll they'll like publicly put out to the theaters yeah. and shit. I don't know. We haven't seen Red Notice yet, but <laughs> no, we'll see. Know. We'll find we'll, out. We'll try to watch it. But, uh, but yeah. you know, with that, that was Tick Tick Boom. Uh, join us next week for another episode. Again, you can find us on Twitter at Buns Cinema. We also have a Patreon at Cinema Buns. And you can also find our podcast on every major podcasting platform. With that, I'm Ritter. I'm Mike. We'll see you next time.